Today on First Cup, we'll, we've got some questions to answer. I'll tell you about my day, and uh, we'll just see where it takes us. Some good conversation. Stick around. We're rolling live in 15. I got my coffee. Everything's set up. Computer actually seems to be working okay today. Fingers crossed. And here we go. Three, two, Good morning, everybody, and welcome. Today is Wednesday, it's January 5th, 2022. Still weird to say that. My name is Jeremy, and this is my first cup of coffee. Good morning, Brian. Good morning, Tommy. Good morning to all of you, whether you are watching live later or perhaps listening. I appreciate you joining me. Yeah, it's weird to say 2022. I haven't I haven't had to write any checks. You remember, remember that? Those of you that are probably my age, a little older. It could be January, maybe even February, March, and you're still writing checks with the wrong year on them. There isn't much I have to write the year on. So it's not a big deal anymore. Most of my checks go out through the bank. But it's still weird. It's 2022. I don't know about you, but it feels like we're on the third year of 2020 for all sorts of reasons that I won't name. Good morning, Jenny. Good morning, Mark. Um, so yesterday, yesterday was an interesting day. Uh, did a big review of 2021. Oh, all the things that we do that have data, you know, the podcast, the websites, dollars and numbers of sales and numbers of downloads and visitors and all that good stuff. And well, almost everything was up considerably. Sales on the website doubled. It was a good year. It was a really good year. Uh, I'm looking forward to a lot of things in 2022. And I feel confident looking at what 2021 was that we have the foundation to go where I want to go. So that's kind of cool. Uh, what else did I do yesterday? Put in a little bit of work on the next apparel item, the one rolling out for February. Don't forget, you can check out the sweatshirts, the color sweatshirts with uh, a particular theme that I won't name because, you know, we didn't buy the rights to it uh, at whistlegate.com. Good morning, Stacy. Um, I'm, I'm kind of running through my day. What else did I did? What else I did? Oh, you know what I did was kind of interesting. Oh, oh. And, and we'll talk more about this a little later. Good morning and have a great day, Andy. Um, I went to a physical therapist yesterday, someone that I became acquainted with. She did a clinic at the gym that I work out at free, like, hey, let's talk about knee stuff. And short version, I said, you know what, this might be the person. So I had a session with her yesterday. We're going to talk a little bit more about that because Kelly left a comment on the Facebook group that is going to relate into my discussion. And I'll just save it for that. But that was nice. You know, one of the things that's difficult for me that I've struggled with over the years is that when I visit a lot of medical professionals, whether they don't know how to explain it or 
they don't believe me or whatever. I've fallen into this, admittedly, it's probably a trap, where I take care of my stuff. I take care of my body. Oh, this hurts? Okay, let's find a solution. I don't show up to a doctor and say, hey, this hurts. Because in most cases, I reject the Western medical approach to a lot of things. Oh, this hurts? Well, let me give you some narcotics so it doesn't hurt. Well, it hurts for a reason. Can, can we not find the reason? No. Okay. Well, we found the reason. Only took 20 years, but we found the reason. And I'm really excited about that. Uh, what else did I do? My back is still sore. I guess technically injured from the weekend. That's almost better. It might be good enough that I can do some actual lifting. Last couple of days at the gym, it's been, you know, arms. And that's about it. Because <laughs> they're the only things I can, I can really do. But I've still been moving because movement is therapy. Don't forget that. Movement is therapy. Walking is therapy. If you can move, you can heal. It's important. What's going on today? I'm going out. No, not like that. Not anything nearly as entertaining as going out. Uh, I have a client meeting at, at a Panera, which does feel like a big thing. Uh, we're talking about a, a website. Fixing their website, or I should say improving their website. Got emails from another client yesterday like, hey, we know it took us forever to get you this information, but we'd like you to make us a website. Can it be done like, I don't know, tomorrow? No. Nope. Nope. Remember, see in this email above where you say, I can get you photos. I need those. I need photos. I need, I need things to make your website. I can't start until I have those. Well, I guess I could. I could do a little bit of the work. But no. Also, this is a pro bono job. So. You ever have anybody like that where you, you give them, you give them extra. Maybe it's a martial arts school and you know the family can't afford it. And so you just very quietly let them know, you know what? Don't worry about payment. Or, you know, I'll charge you less. Whatever. And they seem to forget that you're doing something nice for them. And they become more expectant than others. I learned over the years, back when I had my IT company, and this happened all the time. I mean, it really was frequently. The clients that I was the most accommodating for, oh, it's a really large bill, but justified. I'll cut 20% off of it, you know, which could be hundreds of, I don't think ever was thousand, but it could be hundreds of dollars trying to be nice. And those would be the ones that would push back. So I stopped. And people stopped taking advantage of me. When you, when you draw hard boundaries and, and, and this is something I'm, I'm sharing with you, but I'm reminding myself. When you draw boundaries with people and you identify them, you respect them, you enforce them, they will also respect them. If you don't create that boundary, 
they won't magically decide how to draw it. You've got to be the one. If you're going to give somebody something for free, put something down on paper. Hey, you are still responsible for purchasing your uniform and paying testing fees. And if we go to competitions, you're still paying for that. And I still have the same expectations of you or your family or your kids, or whatever, everything else. The only difference is you're paying this per month, you know, something like that, because then it's all out there. Fences make good neighbors. Contracts make for good relationships. Good morning, Daniel. Tommy says, people take kindness for weakness far too often. I completely agree. And I know Tommy is involved in a group where I, I wonder if this happens at times. Because I know, I know you and I know who you're working with. Ah. <sighs> What else am I doing today? I'm probably going to go to the range. I think I feel well enough. I'm definitely going to cut my hair. Can you can you guys see this? Can you see? And my I have to shave. My beard's getting all long, and man, look all furry on camera. This is crazy. Anything else to tell you? Started putting together some notes. Oh, you know what I did yesterday it was really big. Uh, I put together the outline for the seminar, the root outline of the seminar. Because uh, I got two of them coming up this weekend. And I went, oh, yeah. Let's get that down on paper. Not because I couldn't do it without, because I could. But because I needed that to... Oh, sorry. I needed that just to help work my thoughts out. It's really fancy. It's in Excel, and it auto-calculates time, and... I'm sure I'm going to make some modifications to it. And I've got the first hour really tightly scripted. We'll see how tight we hold to that. I don't know. I, I left space for adjustment because anybody who's ever taught martial arts knows that can't guarantee how long a concept's going to take to teach. Oh, but if we give it another minute, I think this group over here will get it. Or you think, you know what? This is going to take like three, four minutes to work through. And they've already done it. And in 90 seconds, they're done. Oh, okay. Well, let's move on because I don't want to bore you by hammering you with the same concept for you know, redundant minutes. So that was good. Andrew and I had a call. We talked about all in weekend. Started dialing some things in there. Mm, get excited. End of April. What are we down to? 15 slots? 14 slots? Something like that? If you want in, you better do it soon. Um, talked about martial arts radio and some upcoming things. You know, one thing, and, and we're, we're unclear what we're going to do with this, but uh, I will let this group know. I'm, I'm fairly certain Dennis is going. Uh, Atlantic City. End of the month, Alan Goldberg's Hall of Honors Action Martial Arts Magazine Mega Weekend. I think I actually got the name right this time. I'm going to be there. I'll be testing for my next Superfoot Rank Friday night. Uh, and just hanging out. Now, Andrew and I have also talked about doing a group episode, trying to circle some people in. We'll probably use somebody's hotel room unless we can sneak into a ballroom or something, which 
I have no problem doing that. There's so many spaces in that building. Uh, so possibly recording there and maybe even doing like, uh, um, and, and this would depend on how many people that know us or, or want to know us will be there doing, you know, like a happy hour kind of a thing. So if you're going, let me know. And if we have, it looks like there's enough momentum there. We'll, we'll possibly put a Facebook event out there. And it says, it's a, well, it's a mouthful and you got it right. Hey, go me. All right. Well, let's flip over to the questions in the comments. Now we've got something from Kelly that I'm going to say for after because she pretty much just triggered one of my, uh, um, my not ranty in a negative way, but like my most verbose uh, subjects of being barefoot and shoes. So we will start with Frank. And, and I appreciate that Frank circled in something that is uh, really topical and probably sad to a lot of us. This past Friday, actor and comedian Betty White passed away. And she was 99. She was almost 100. And so we got some quotes here. I don't know how people get so anti-something. Just mind your own business. Take care of your own affairs. And don't worry about other people so much. I've been saying that, but I'm sure she started saying it much, much sooner than I did. We have a finite amount of energy. If you want to be crass about it, we have a finite number of oomphs to give. Why spend them on someone else? Why spend them on a subject or a person or, or anything where it doesn't move the needle? Uh, guess what? Posting on Instagram, posting hateful comments on social media, doesn't move the needle. I actually posted a very, well, for, for the space, for Facebook, it was pretty long. Um. Not a rant, but a, a thought, a thoughtful explanation of why I intentionally listen to, engage with, watch people and media where I suspect I'm not going to agree. I actually invest time in trying to understand people who think differently than I do. Why? Because it leads to better understanding. The same people who will ask me, Jeremy, how do you know about that? How do you know this? How do you know so much? Are the same people who refuse to even attempt to learn something by engaging with something that they don't know about or maybe disagree with or think they're going to disagree with. Those dots connect. Good morning, Eric. All right, number two. I think everybody needs a passion. Whether it's one passion or a hundred, that's what keeps life interesting. I agree. I think finding things that you really enjoy, that resonate with you, that, that 
keep you alive. We all need passions. We all need things that we really dig, things that we want to spend our time on. I enjoy a lot of the elements of business. I am passionate about martial arts. I'm passionate about martial arts business. I'm passionate about doing all... I wouldn't be up at 6.30 doing this show if I wasn't passionate. Oh, something's in the backyard. I wonder what it is. It could be snow. could be an animal. could be a cobweb over the motion sensor. I looked out yesterday and I saw deer tracks along the back line. They, they do a really good job of staying outside the edge of where the motion sensors trip. They're smart. I have a theory, and I think I've shared this with you all before. I know I've shared it elsewhere. I believe everyone has one thing that they could do better than anyone else in the world. Maybe better than anyone ever. Really specific. And very rarely do we see someone find that thing. But when we do, we know it. Think about some of the groundbreaking musicians that are just, they defy genre and people all over the world love them even while they're still alive. Betty White's a great example. Can you tell me that Betty White did not find her calling? What she did and the way she did it, nobody else could have plugged in as Betty White. To me, Betty White is um, Rose from Golden Girls, right? Like that was her character's name. I don't know that there's another actress that could have played that character with that innocence. When I, yeah, when I think of Betty White, that's what I think of. When I think of Bill Wallace, there's someone who found his true calling. You ever attend a Bill Wallace seminar, a Superfoot seminar? Nobody does a seminar like Bill. And so on. There are plenty of other people. Bruce Lee found his calling. You, you, the, the legacy he's left is practically a religion for some people. That's finding your calling. Daniel says, I'm not a fan of motion sensors this week. Had a call at 2 a.m. the other day. There's an intruder alarm going off at your store. Threw clothes on. Rush to the shop. Spider on the motion sensor. Daniel, I would encourage you. So I don't know if you can get these in the UK. Um, but we have a number of options for really inexpensive cameras that do night vision. Uh, the company Wise, W-Y-Z-E has some for $20. And if I had my IT company, if I had that store again, I would have a bunch of them around. So then when the motion sensor went off, I could look at the cameras and go, there's nobody in there. The door is still locked. I'm going back to bed. Right. I do have cameras. I got a bunch. I got, I got there and 
there's uh, there's one out on on the porch, and there's one on the, out on the driveway, and there's one out there, and there's one in the garage. They're all over the place. Why? Because let's face it, if, if I'm not here and somebody breaks into my house, it's nothing to be done. My only hope is deterring by making sure there are cameras and capturing footage so maybe we can identify who it is. Self-defense concepts applied to the real world. Stacy agrees. She was perfect for that character and that character's innocence. But Betty was far wiser than her character. And absolutely, and that's what we're seeing with these quotes. And if you've ever listened to her talk I mean, when she was finally on Saturday Night Live, you know, you really could see her range and her, her confidence, her skill as an actor. Ah, yes. Daniel says, I have decent cameras, but I still had to come and reset the screaming alarm. I hear you. I had a situation like that once. Um, I got a notification. I got a call and showed up. And it took the police forever to show up. And what we figured out was the door, whoever locked up, didn't quite shut the door. It was not, it wasn't quite latched right. And the back door, the door that was, was the issue, um, the way the wind fell, came down over this hill, created a wind tunnel. And it was a really, really strong gust that it just, and the wind opened the door. It was a lot of force. So that person got really scolded. Hey, check to make sure the door's shut. And our last quote from Betty White. Kindness and consideration of somebody besides yourself. I think that keeps you feeling young. I really do. Kindness and consideration, gratitude, joy, whatever you want to call it. Need to find elements of life that keep us feeling and expressing those things. I am grateful to a very long list of people. Uh, many of you. I'm grateful to all of you for joining, but I'm grateful to many of you for other reasons as well. Oh, no. Daniel says, did you see Betty White's cover for People magazine? They jumped the gun a little. Oh, that's sad. But I bet a ton of people are going to buy that magazine to remember her. How often, how often does someone find their calling and do it their entire lives, not retire? You know, I've shared this before, the idea that when people find their true calling, let them continue doing it. Don't make them stop. There are plenty of examples, and I bet you even know of some people in your personal life that worked and loved their job and really identified with the work that they did and others around them encouraged them to slow down and retire and you know go fishing or whatever and you know a year or two later they just they dropped dead because they didn't have anything to live for they didn't live to fish <coughs> excuse me And so Kelly asks, 
You mentioned yesterday about being barefoot is better, which I agree. But for those times we need to wear shoes, is there a specific brand you recommend? There are a few brands and I've spent a lot of time. I was the first person I knew. Nobody was wearing the, the toe shoes, Vibram Five Fingers. I was. And they were goofy and weird, but they were at the top really the only thing I could get. Um, New Balance for a number of years had a line that they called Minimus, M-I-N-I-M-U-S, and I've got a number of pairs of those. Those were the best balance between a thin, low heel drop, the term heel drop, right? That's a big thing that I'm looking for. Thin sole, not an elevated heel. I'm looking for five millimeters or less. Uh, less is better. Uh, right now, what I'm wearing primarily are boots from a company called Belleville, B-E-L-L-E-V-I-L-L-E. -L -L -E. They're a military contractor, and they have a low, I think it's a low drop. Um, what is it? The TR 101, 2, and 3. I think that's the, the model numbers. Uh, they're great boots. Uh, Mini Mill is is kind of the, the sub-brand that they use there. There's also a company out of Colorado called Lems, L-E-M-S, that I really like. Um, they, make, they make some really good stuff. Not the most attractive. And that, that's the biggest issue, is that most of the shoes that are good for you don't look like conventional shoes, and people don't want to look silly. Uh, there's also the company Vivo, V-I-V-O, but I think their shoes are a little more, I think they're overpriced. But there's a, a wider line available there. Oh. Daniel says there's a, a movement of runners who insist on the virtues of barefoot running. Well, I, I explain it very simply. Most people I know, I know either believe in evolution or creationism. I don't know too many people who believe in something else. And no matter what you believe, shoes weren't involved. God didn't put Adam on the planet with shoes. Evolution didn't include shoes. Both included bare feet. Everything that we do is possible in bare feet. The number of nerve endings in our feet is second only to our hand. There's a tremendous amount of information that comes through our feet. In fact, um, I was talking with the PT yesterday. You know, it was it was not a typical session, I'm sure, for her because it was much more collaborative, which is nice. That's what I look for in a medical professional. We were talking about how I'm barefoot as much as possible, et cetera. And, and, and I, I mentioned, you know, watch someone, if, you know what a box jump is when someone jumps up on a box as a, a exercise movement. When people wear shoes doing that, they stomp. When they're not, when they're wearing just socks or barefoot, it's much quieter. Oh, well, it's louder, Jeremy, because the shoes making contact with the box are really loud. No. It's because instinctively we're looking for the feedback that we are securely on the box and will stomp to create the sensation that comes through our feet that allows us to know, hey, we're safe here. I've done it with probably half a dozen people over the course of my, my career. 
maybe more back when I was teaching CrossFit. And it's why it's one of the things I love about martial arts is that we are generally barefoot. The caveat there, or I guess the, the, the other half of that is we're not generally barefoot in the world. And I think training with shoes on from time to time is a really good idea. So you understand the difference because you're probably not going to be barefoot if you need to implement your martial arts. Daniel says, all my friends deadlift barefoot. Back when I was lifting really heavy, unless I was going for, you know, something really, unless I was going for a personal best, I was barefoot. Um, but that's a whole, that's a whole separate discussion. Kelly says, I'm told because I have very little arch that I shouldn't go barefoot, but I feel better barefoot. Here's the, here's a fun fact. Most people, because of shoes, the muscles in their feet, yes, there are muscles in your feet. Those muscles have atrophied because the shoes are doing the work. Atrophied muscles shift and they're kind of, right? The average person, if they go barefoot for a significant period of time, will lose one to two sizes on their shoes. Back when I was in high school, I was like a, a, a 10 to a 10 and a half, and now I'm a nine to a nine and a half. Yeah, from going barefoot. I've, I have put on some shoes where, you know, a nine was slightly too big. But of course, you know, over the course of winter, I'm, I'm a bit not barefoot very much. You know, I'm barefoot around here. I'm... I wear socks at the gym. I'm not going outside in the snow barefoot. You know, I'm, I'm crazy, but I'm not that kind of crazy. <laughs> I'll read that in a minute, Daniel. That's funny. I think the key, you know, for if, if we're going to approach footwear, I think the key is not making too big of an adjustment at once. You know, Vibram had a class action lawsuit because a bunch of people went from big squishy shoes to shoes with absolutely no cushioning and they ended up with stress fractures in their feet and they blamed the shoes. To me, that's logical, but okay. You know, uh, small changes move in the right direction. If you find a pair of shoes that you say, you know, this is the right pair don't just go from wearing conventional footwear to those constantly, you know, work into it. I remember when I started doing this, when I started transitioning the type of shoes I was wearing, I had just purchased a beautiful pair of Doc Martin shoes that I absolutely loved. I couldn't wear them anymore. The heel was too elevated. I, I couldn't get more than, you know, probably a hundred steps in on them without my knees really starting to ache. But fun fact, the PT dis discovered that all of my knee problems over the last however many years are from a, a weak gluteus medius, uh, one of the muscles on the side of my butt. But everything else around it is so strong, it can compensate. So I've got some exercises and I'm excited because I can fix the problem. Yay! Maybe. I won't have any more knee pain. 
which means I'm going to become a hiking fool. Why have I never done like the long trail or the Appalachian trail? Because I wouldn't, my knees wouldn't be able to handle it, but maybe, maybe they can now. Very cool. Very exciting. So we're going to end on this because it's funny. Daniel says, random fact of the day, I once refereed a barefoot Lego deathmatch wrestling match. That was fun. One of the wrestlers came out in barefoot slippers. They soon got ripped off. Good times. And he says, no one had to sell the pain in that match. Those reactions were totally real. You know, Tommy... So Tommy has a connection, Tommy in the chat has a connection to professional wrestling. Tommy, I don't know if this has ever happened, but this would be an amazing brand uh, synergy. Could you get WWE to have a Lego match? All the different matches, cage match, barbed wire match, all the different styles of, of wrestling match. And it wouldn't surprise me if one of the more amateur promotions has done this, but I would love to see a Lego match where they go in and they've got to be barefoot and somebody pours a, a trash can of Legos onto the ring. That would be awesome. He says, I'll bring it up. If this happens, we get to track it back to this moment. It's the power of first cup. All right, everybody. I'm going to go. I'm going to go do my thing, do the books. I got some other stuff I got to do this morning. It's just, there's a bunch of things. And I'm going to see you tomorrow. We got a new episode coming out tomorrow. And you know what I, I'd like from those of you who hopefully have checked it out? I would love some feedback on the Dan Millman episode. Because I'm so close to it that I can't, I can't take a step back. I can't listen to it and and truly evaluate it. So message me. Let me know. Did you love it? Was it okay? Feedback's a good thing. I appreciate all of you. I hope you will leave me some questions or comments for tomorrow's episode, and I will see you back here at six thirty because that's when we do this every weekday at six thirty. If you want to support us. Use the code FIRSTCUP15 at whistlekick.com. If you have questions or comments, throw them up on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Jeremy. If you don't do Facebook, email me, jeremywhistlekick.com. That's all for now. Until next time. No, that's how I close martial arts radio. I'll see you back tomorrow. Take care, everyone. Peace.